The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. That's nine minutes after eight. And thank you so much for staying with us here on AM Live. And uh, if you've just joined in, thanks for tuning in. Well, we have been talking about this all morning. It is the big story. Um, there have been marches planned uh, from the west of Pretoria into the CBD this morning. And roads have been closed in Atridgeville uh, due to protest action. Now, residents have taken um, uh, planned protest against alleged drug lords and prostitution in their areas. The protest action has resulted in the blockading of roads and the eruption of uh, violence. We heard earlier from various role players that uh, there have been lootings in some of these areas as well. Uh, Colonel Dlamili telling us earlier that six people have been um, uh, remanded in custody and they remain there as we speak. But there is a march planned for later uh, this morning uh, from uh, the western areas of Pretoria in to the CBD and I promised earlier that I will try and read uh, the message uh, that uh, the pamphlet or the um, email message that has been doing the rounds in this regard. I'm uh, just trying to find it and uh, just to tell you exactly what it says. And uh, also uh, we will be uh, trying to speak to some of the organizers of uh, this particular march and uh, to tell you exactly what their expectations are for this particular march because some people are saying we simply don't understand what this is about. So uh, just taking a look here at uh, the message that was sent to me uh, earlier this week and this is the message that has been sent out to uh, the residents of Mamalodi. Not sure if others also got this. It says, March Against Illegal Immigrants Companies um, only employ Zimbabweans and other foreign nationals. Where must South Africans work? Why is the government giving asylum seeker status to Nigerians, Zimbabweans, Pakistanis? Is there a war in Nigeria, in Zimbabwe, in Pakistan, etc.? Um, uh, Unemployment is at 34% in South Africa, but uh, they give people asylum seeker status uh, when there is no work in South Africa. What do they expect them to do? They will commit crime. They will go to... um, uh, to cash crusaders and spa nandos and other restaurants and companies and it is only Zimbabweans and other foreign nationals working at these companies Uh, where must South Africans work the Chinese are working in their own countries but Africans from other countries come here to take from other poor persons Uh, where must South Africans work our fellow white South Africans are not working but government gives work to Zimbabweans and other foreigners ahead of them. Um, Repeal the laws that discriminate against fellow white South Africans, Zimbabweans, Nigerians, Pakistanis, etc. are not our countrymen. Nigerians, Pakistanis, Zimbabweans, Tanzanians, etc. bring nothing but destruction, hijack our buildings, sell drugs, inject young South African ladies with drugs and sell them as prostitutes. How is this helping us? They have destroyed our beloved Johannesburg and now they are destroying Pretoria. So that was the message that was sent out.
out uh, by organizers of the um, Mamalodi Concerned Residents uh, March. And uh, we are actually uh, going to speak to them. But that is the message that's been sent out. And uh, from people in that area, they are telling me that this is the message um, that is being circulated electronically. But apparently, the word of mouth messages are apparently a lot more serious and a lot more sinister. And if you've uh, heard anything around this, please call us. Please tell us uh, specifically if you live in those areas. Love to hear what your understanding is as well about what is to happen here. Uh, let's hear from Bruce in Randburg in the meantime. Morning, Bruce. Hey, Zakina. Hi, Hello. Bruce. Yeah, listen, uh, do you know Aubrey from 702? He says he knows you. Aubrey. <laughs> yes, I do know him. <laughs> he speaks, by the way, uh, he's my favorite guy, and he speaks very highly of you, and he said, I'm going to say hi. Listen, I wanted to tell you something very important that, um, I'll be honest with you, it's actually been left out of this whole story. And, and my loyalty to South Africa and to South Africans. So we do a lot of work. We, for, since 2000, the company I work for, consultants, like in the financial sector, we do a lot of work in the African continent. Nigeria, you know, is a very important country as far as ECOWAS, and they've got, like, super banks. If you go to Nigeria, a huge country, Lagos has got the most populated city in Africa. You can't drive. You go there, they put you in a car. The problem with Nigeria, though, is it's gone through at least 30 years of, of true failure of government to enforce good governance and to actually transform the country. They've got, they have, they've got oil. Now, you would think the oil, place called the Niger Delta, this is in the country, okay? You would think that 30 years of oil, they could have pumped it into roads, infrastructure to help the people. But the reality is that the, the, the various leaders in, in, in Nigeria, for a variety of reasons, none of it has gone to the people. They've also had sectarian violence. While the apartheid was going on in South Africa, very, the Muslims in the north, the Christians in the south, 1980, fighting, killing, so they've had a very hard time, the Nigerians, okay? Now, a small, it's, and, and, but it's not the people, it's truly the leaders. Now, the outcome of that, this is the reality, is small groups of Nigerians, highly educated, leave Nigeria, and they do come to South Africa. It's a business to them. But the suggestion that they're not involved in drugs is actually a lie. They all know it. It is a business to them. And the thing that's bugging me is this guilt trip. And this is xenophobic words have been thrown around as if South Africans, this has been going on for years. When, when people tell you these areas, Zettenville, the Hilbra, okay, it, it's actually not an exaggeration. Nobody's talking about Nigerians who legally work here. Of course not. But I'm sorry, the drugs are true. Everybody knows it. Our government has utterly failed. And I really wanted to set the record straight because I don't know how you were feeling, but it's not right that South Africans are told the xenophobic. When I'm sorry, it is not xenophobia. This is a failure of government to enforce the rules. And I just wanted to set the record straight. It's nothing personal to Nigerians. They know it's true, though. And if you go to Nigeria, you'll see they're not criminals. But to suggest in South Africa it's not going on, well, that's a lie. I don't know how you feel about, mm. about that. Well, you it's know, uh, 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 what people are saying, and, and, and we spoke to um, a, a, a journalist based in Abuja this morning, and yep. um, some Nigerians, and, and rightly so, I suppose, feel that it's this gross generalization uh, that they find unacceptable. Because, let's face it, uh, not all Nigerians are drug mm-hmm. dealers, and yep. not yep. all drug dealers are Nigerians. Yeah, 100%. I just want to say something very important. Uh, after apartheid, I was alive. If black South Africans wanted to extract vengeance, they would have, they would have actually t- 
taking vengeance out on, on white people, okay? It would have been justified. But the reality is Nelson Mandela, the majority of black South Africans decided to move on. Are you telling me now in the year 2017 we must accept that the same black South Africans suddenly don't like, honestly, don't like people from other African countries? That does not make sense, Akina. It would be it, it's completely inconsistent to the reality. And I just feel that this guilt trip and this action is... is is not fair on on South Africans. I'll be honest with you. Okay. All right, Bruce, interesting there. Let's hear what others have to say about this. Sully and Leondale, what are your views? Hi, uh, Sakina, how are you? Well, thanks, and you? I'm fine. Two things quickly. Number one, the concept of xenophobia has been successfully used as an opiate to drug the South Africans to fold their arms whenever uh, illegal internationals are coming into our country and mess it up. So if you raise that thing with, with uh, your dissatisfaction with the authorities, they just throw the, the concept to you that you are xenophobic. So you must not say anything, must not raise that issue. So it has been successfully used. So what, what, um, what should it be called? Uh, they must attend to the concerns of the South Africans and not label them. If the South Africans are saying that when, whenever you go to any supermarket in South Africa, uh, the vast majority of the employees are foreigners, where are the South African children going to work? Then as an authority, you attend to that issue. You don't raise it now to tell the companies that they must employ 60 or more whenever the situation it is like this. From the beginning, when the South Africans are raising that issue, you attend to it and then you, you instruct the, the, the employers to, uh, to, to, to do things according to the law. And then secondly, I like the way the Nigerians and the Nigerian government has responded to this uh, situation. It shows care. They care for their citizens. Immediately, they act upon it to force South Africa to make sure that they treat the Nigerians uh, properly. So I wish that my government will do the same with us as South Africans that we have these issues, they attend to us without throwing a concept of xenophobia to us. Thank you so much uh, for the call there, and uh, we'll continue taking your calls after the break. The multi-choice disky challenge final is coming to Ekuruleni this weekend. Hashtag Asidali. On Sunday at 10 a.m. at Sagane Stadium, the Clever Boys tackle Highlands Park and Siwelele battle Barroca at 12 p.m. Do not miss performances by Dr. Malinga. Collect your free tickets at Sagane Stadium on Thursday and Friday from 1 to 6 p.m. Brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. Sakina Kamwendo. On SAFM. Well, thanks so much for tuning into the forum at eight this morning. And uh, we have turned our focus to what is happening in uh, Pretoria, west of Pretoria this morning, where there are anti immigration marches planned. And uh, uh, this morning, the streets of Attridgeville uh, were blockaded. And uh, we understand news just in that protesters in Attridgeville have taken an SABC camera from one of our journalists and uh, threatening journalists uh, who are operating in that area which, of course, is just totally unacceptable. But we'll try and speak to our journalists to get more details about that situation. In the meantime, let's hear from Katu in Midrand. Good morning, Katu. Morning, how are you doing? Good, and you? 
good things. I think it's quite unfortunate, especially thinking of the what people are doing in the township is people rent out their garages to, to these uh, foreigners, we may put it, to run spaza shops and even their old uh, cafes and stuff. And they to turn around and say they're taking the jobs, I, I think that's a bit of, of double standards. Um, because you are, you are actually benefiting from it, and I think when they become more successful, it becomes an issue. So we, we've got to also take of the opportunities that we have as black people in South Africa, inside our, our townships, to grow the township economy upon ourselves. So it's also got to do with accountability from ourselves as well. Okay, that's the view of Katu in Midrand. Uh, Tabang in Rudapur. Hi, Sakina. We, we need to ask ourselves, how did we get here? I, I think this is blatantly clear as to what happens. These are the consequences of the, 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 when the rule of law fails, when, when the rulers have not been able to apply the, the law. There's nothing wrong in, for instance, regulating uh, immigrants and having a quota as to what you can be able to, to, to deal with and sustain. The meager resources in the country were at some point going to show that this is not sustainable. Look, a few days ago, Tanzania has been ejecting immigrants, in Mal- Malawian immigrants. Why is that not xenophobia? It's p- precisely because those people understand you cannot accommodate the rest of Africa. It cannot happen. It's not going to happen. So clearly this is a clear point of the you know, misrule that has been happening in this country. Okay, that's Tabang in Rudapur, Nzwana in East London. Yeah, good morning to you and the listeners. Welcome. Well, yeah, thank you. Um, for me, this is quite a very loaded subject, Sakina, and uh, the country has been talking about this for the past few years, and nothing is being happening. Let us first and foremost, uh, I would like us really to focus into what is currently happening in Pretoria, but what the government has not done after the first incidences that we've been seeing throughout the country. So it is very important, therefore, to, to begin and critique and ask questions as to, for the past years, what are these policies that have been amended to, 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 to take on the, the problem that we've been seeing of uh, immigrants, legal, uh, illegal immigrants in our country? I'll move very fast. Uh, I remember back then, the then uh, Minister of Home Affairs, Umamu Naledi, when she was asked questions about what really to do about uh, the, the immigrants that are here, she was, she's on record as having said it's very expensive for the, for the department and also for the government to deport many of our, our illegal immigrants, especially Zimbabweans, uh, in South Africa. And one of the things that were being considered was to legalize their stay and make them South African citizens. Well, I don't know how did that go, which for me is a clear admi- admission that there isn't a clear, uh, constructive and thoroughly thought through plan as to how really to deal with our illegal immigrants uh, in South Africa. And uh, my, se- my third and second last point is that uh, you see the, 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 our, our South Africans who are really do, uh, considering violence uh, as a solution to this, you'll, you'll, you'll recall uh, a, a human condition would really result into violence uh, out of when greed uh, takes place. Our South Africans are somehow being failed by our government. I'm sorry to say this. So in an, in an event where people feel that they are failed, they are left hanging, they will result into violence for those who are 
not from their own land type of thing. Uh, this statement can be can be further be checked because if you hear many complaints, as you you have read the statement earlier, is that uh, they are the occupation of the the, the shops at the running spaza shops, uh, they are employed and so on. And you and you know unemployment rate and deprivation in South Africa is quite very high. Therefore, if you are left with no helper, no guidance, no clear direction where employment is going to come from, you'll be greedy and ultimately you'll be violent. Lastly, Mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of businesses that our brothers are running. The previous caller spoke about our South African who are running out our garages to, to, to our foreign brothers to run their shops. And it's happening all over in rural areas and, and wherever. But the point I want to pick from there is that, in as much as they are, uh, they are, they've established themselves in these informal business practices. Um, we, we, the government is is losing somewhere there because they are running informal, unregistered, and undocumented businesses in and around our country. They are not paying tax. They are using money for their own well-being, money that can also be generated to pay the same tax that's going to help the same South Africans who are here. So somewhere, somehow, we need to we need to have a, a broader conversation on this and really see what really to do. Mm. And we need not to. To, to really be sentimental about other policies that need to be implemented, like uh, radical steps on how to deal with illegal immigrants. Like, like I'll make an example of uh, Donald Trump. Uh, a lot of people, the world is complaining about how he's being territorial about America. At the end of the day, it's good for the Americans. And the last point is, is my suggestion mm-hmm. on how... Very quickly, can... very quickly, Nzwana. Other people also want to come in. Sorry, yeah, last one. I would suggest and call upon our fellow legally staying uh, Nigerians or non-Nigerians in South Africa to gather and also fight the drug selling by their own Nigerian brothers here. I'll be satisfied and happy if I can see a bunch of Nigerians uh, getting into the houses where being drugs are being sold by other Nigerians and fighting this together with South Africans. Okay. No, that is a fight by South Africa and non-South Africans. All Thank right. you so much. Thank you so much, Nzwana in East London. Tommy and Durban, what are your views? Hi, Sakin, how are you? Well, and you? I'm well, thank you. Um, so, uh, I, I just want to say kudos to your first first caller he's put it he hit it on the net on the head when he said this is unfortunate that you know when we look at this we look at this as, as being xenophobic it's this is like black uh, a zulu fighting another zulu because the zulu is selling drugs the problem is i, I lived in Durban. i've lived in Durban for a very long time in the city center when you go to south beach there are so many nigerians when you walk in there you, it, they practically ask you. They, it's like they're selling sweets. They call you to come buy drugs. They have names for these drugs. And I love, I love Nigerians. I love every, everybody. I love Nigerians. I have, I have friends who are Nigerians who are working legitimately, who are working legally in South Africa doing business as legal. I have friends. You see, when you, but, when you but, preface something like that, it's like saying, uh, I'm not racist, but, you know, like... No, no. No, no. I, I, honestly speaking, Sakin, I am not racist. I do have friends, and we talk about these things when we sit with them. I have Zimbabwean friends, I have Nigerian friends, Ethiopian friends. Ah, but what do you want to say about them? What do you actually want to say, Tami? I want to say to them, you know, the ones that are here legally who are doing something legal, they should speak to their brothers, because I promise you, Sakina, here in Durban, in KZN, 80% of the people who sell drugs are Nigerians. 
I promise you that much. I lived in town. They practically, when you walk by, they sell you drugs as if they're selling sweets. They, they chill with the police. Okay. You see vans where the drug hub is, they sit there with the police. Fair I enough. I went to Malvern. I went to Malvern, uh, uh, I think, five, two weeks ago. I stayed there for a week. The houses where you actually go and buy cocaine, you buy from Nigerians. Okay, fair enough. But what about in, uh, what happens in the townships? Because who are the drug dealers in the townships? I also, currently I am living in Wamashu. Uh. The same thing is happening there. Is it and also I, Nigerians? I, it mostly it's Nigerians. Please, Sakina, listen to me. This is not about being uh, xenophobic. It, it, it's about people fighting crime because the government has failed them. People have been speaking to the government for a very long time and the government is not listening. The government has failed them and people have, have, have had enough. It's okay. like they're taking the law into their own hands. All right, got you there, Tommy in Durban. And Tommy, along with many other people, uh, saying that Bruce, um, first caller this morning, sentiments were spot on. Um, King Damane says uh, there's nothing xenophobic about this march, agreeing with Bruce, as does uh, as do many others this morning. So we'll take more of your calls after the news break. Right now, it's 8.30, and Nomsam Luli standing by with the latest headlines. Thanks, Sakina. An SABC News crew has been attacked and equipment confiscated in Attridgeville, west of Pretoria. Community members have also attacked a police vehicle after accusing officers of protecting illegal immigrants. There's tight security in Tswane and surrounding areas ahead of a march against illegal immigrants. Then the National Prosecuting Authority will lay fresh criminal charges against EFF leader Julius Malema and the Newcastle Magistrates Court in KwaZulu-Natal. This is for allegedly making insightful remarks during his previous appearance in the same court where he stands accused of contravening the Rioters' Assemblies Act of 1956. And Lesotho King Litsie III is expected to welcome Speaker of Parliament Balegambete into the royal family today. This after Mbete got married to Bloemfontein businessman Nabukhomu last September. The King and Queen Masenate, who have organized weekend-long celebrations, I'll have more details at 9. Traffic on SAFM, your trusted guide to the road ahead. Yeah, it is uh, very interesting this morning to look at the uh, Pretoria CBD approaches. It's absolutely empty. Normally this time you'd still have uh, traffic backed up on all the approaches, but it looks like there is a sizable stay away uh, from that uh, March event that's uh, due to take place a little bit later this morning and across the afternoon uh, in Pretoria. So very quiet, ominously uh, quiet there. Uh, the N1 in Joburg, heavy traffic from 14th Avenue all the way around to Ravonia Road. Make sure you've got extra time to get through. Uh, big uh, queues as well coming in on Malabong Way down towards the highway. Uh, problems just getting onto the highway and a truck crash at the on-ramp as well. Also coming out of uh, Rampark Ridge, Acehoot, Hunscombe, and down to Hill Street into Randburg. That's heavy. And Bayers Nordia through that Montgomery Park area, heading down into Emerentia, uh, direction Auckland Park, very heavy and slow this morning. Uh, Durban easing up. There is also a protest march at this morning for uh, Dr. Pixley Kasermi from the gardens through to uh, City Hall. So just watch for some delays across the CBD today. And Cape Town a smash on the R300 between Funribic and the Stellenbosch Arterial Road, uh, direction southbound badly held up and of course at northbound queues for onlookers rob burn am live traffic watch
Well, back to the forum at 8 and taking your call still. But let me just run through some of the messages coming through. Um, this one from Dumi, uh, Dumani Mbebe says, What is interesting is that MTN and ShopRide benefits monopoly capitalists, not the masses per se. Maybe this is a wake-up call. Uh, Lloyd says, This government is immune to what is happening on the ground because their families are fine. And uh, then a future leader says, Sakina, we must keep in mind that they too cried for us during apartheid, but we cannot support so many people. Let's work together to find a solution instead of squealing. May says uh, there's no infiltration of economic activities in the townships, no benefits realized, frustration builds, and this leads to the type of action that we are seeing. And uh, then uh, Joshua Mishra says South Africans always seem to blame someone else for the current state of being. It's n- if it's not apartheid, it's xenophobia. And then Lingford D. Matambo says, a foreigner once said to me, if you have a master's in IT, come and take my job. Um, if not, then don't claim that I took your job. And he was right. And then just a few others. Uh, Tabo says, whoever said this is xenophobia is spreading the wrong info to the world without understanding what the purpose of the march is. Sianda Walter Mda says, I think South Africa, as South Africans, we tolerate a lot of hogwash. What is wrong with us being enraged about Nigerian drug dealers? Mbendulo Donono says, the Nigerian government should be made aware of drug-related crime statistics uh, that uh, their citizens are in involved in. And then Peter Leo says uh, the ANC government cannot even give us the stats about the number of foreigners in the country. They don't know who is here. And uh, then Stan Zama says our justice system is not effective when it comes to dealing with the issues of drug trafficking, hence mob justice. Sandra Heisman says it is up to law-abiding Nigerians in South Africa to root out the Nigerian criminal element. They know who the drug lords are. And Hasina Majid it says the truth is we are on the back foot here foreigners are thriving while our people bleed and starve some of the comments coming through let's take more calls 0891104208 and if you're in that area mamalodi in um uh, atridgeville or other parts of pretoria please let us know what is happening there what the situation is like right now um our well, journalists out in atridgeville um are under siege right now one of our sabc cameras has been uh, confiscated taken stolen I don't know what you will call it in the end because it seems we have a problem with labels as well. So, uh, But we'll try and get our journalists on the line just to give us an update on what is happening there. But let's hear from Eunice in Johannesburg. Good morning. Yeah, hi, Sakina. Sakina, I just want to put a different aspect to this. While people may have uh, genuine, legitimate grievances, I mean, your news just said it now. An SABC vehicle has been attacked. The police have been attacked. And I've argued before, when does the army come in as a backup? Now, you know, two weeks ago we had 300-odd soldiers deployed in parliament to guard there. I mean, you, uh, social media has been flooded with people around Lotus Gardens, Mamalodi, Atridgeville, who are saying that they've, they've, they've been, the exits and entrances have been barricaded, their people cannot leave or come in. And people are fearful, sending out messages, phoning radio stations and panicking. question I'm saying is, do at the, at the end of the day, do we sit back and say, look, people, it's a, people may have, if this march is uh, legitimate, but 
Are we going to just allow maybe part of unruly people just to loot and cause mayhem? The army is there. They can be used as a backup for law and order and let... If there's a march, let it be ruled. I mean, uh, you know, we don't want an unruly force out there and people can express themselves and government must take action. But until and unless we have the situation where the army just use, just, you know, on specific instances like the opening of parliament, while ordinary people sitting out there and their lives are at risk and not being protected as a backup to the police because Lung- Captain Lungelo Lamini was on another radio station where he said the police cannot be everywhere. So what is he saying? If he's saying that, then surely that can be related to the army and the army can be used as a backup. So I'm just bringing that aspect into it here. Well, thank you so much Thanks. for that, Eunice. Uh, do you agree? Do you disagree? Uh, let us know. Morning, Gerald. Morning. Yeah, uh, uh, Sakina, um, the question I think South Africans are going to ask themselves is, why do we attract uh, uh, the criminal ele- element when it comes to people who migrate? People migrate all over the world. Uh, you know, there are Nigerians working in the UK and Australia. The same goes for Pakistanis, Bangladeshis. They go to the USA. I think India uh, uh, takes up 70% of the American H1 visas. Those, those uh, 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 high-net-worth people and, and, and skilled people are attracted by countries where there's law and order. But what have we done? You know, the, the people and your callers are complaining of, of, of misrule. We voted for this misrule. So when you get this, this is, you get the government you vote for, the government you deserve. Then we look at home affairs. Home affairs has been corrupted for years. We look at the minister. The minister is the best dressed person when it comes to parliament. If he took as much time with his dress code as his department, it would run properly. I mean, the, the, the High Commissioner from Singapore has, has two, two identity books. I can assure you there are many South Africans that have two identity book, books, one for a criminal record, one for credit, one for p- applying for a job, make it three, and they have a second passport and everything else. But when it comes to the criminal justice system, it's this government that's dismantled it. It's this government that's made this country an attractive destination for, for criminals. When people like the Guptas can land a plane at a military air base, with a wedding entourage and a disembark there, and not one person is charged. That must send a clear message to the international criminal uh, uh, network that this is the destination of choice if you want to commit criminal activity and not paying tax. And then when you're getting to people complaining about foreigners not paying tax, what they should be worried about is the connected cronies who are part of the theft of the 30 billion that the Auditor General talks about all the time, who collect bribes at places like Home Affairs and the Traffic Department, they don't pay tax either. And and that's because we have a completely dysfunctional government. We will continue to uh, attract criminals, and our skilled people will look to go elsewhere, America, UK, and Australia. All right, got you, uh, Gerald in Durban. And uh, just a quick one here from Tommy. Tommy says, this is xenophobia, plain and simple. Just because it's uh, seemingly a popular view doesn't make it right. And also uh, for uh, the one saying um, uh, that I said that not all drug dealers are Nigerian and not all Nigerians are drug dealers, I stand by that. I absolutely stand by that. Uh, if you go to Eldorado Park, where I come from, if you go to uh, Westbury, if you go, go to some areas on the Cape Flats, the drug dealers there, trust me, are not Nigerian. They are not. They are South Africans. So I stand by that statement. Andrew in North Riding, good morning. Morning. So, Ken, I just want to agree with you. If you look at this situation, um, 
as you said, the South African drug dealers, the drug dealers of other nationalities as well. And nobody is speaking to the fact that we've got that other than yourself. And nobody's talking about going out to attack Zambian drug dealers or American drug dealers or South African drug dealers. Everybody's focused on Nigeria. And the thing is that we, don't, we keep talking as though the Nigerians are the actual suppliers of the drugs. And I don't know, but there's always the possibility that these are Nigerians that, because they don't have work, might be in the employ of a South African, for example, that is the actual drug team, and they're just pushing the drugs for somebody else. So you attack the Nigerians, you get rid of the Nigerians, but as long as the supplier behind them still remains, who could be South African, who could be American, who could be Zambian, who could be any nationality, then all we're doing is removing some people, but tomorrow morning the business will continue because somebody else is going to step in and continue selling the drugs. That's all I needed. Oh, one last thing. The caller that spoke about bringing in the military, mm-hmm. I think we have to be very careful there because that's how you start moving towards civil war. If you're going to have the South African army come in into a community where they're potentially going to be attacking their own citizens, because remember, an army is never designed to attack its own citizens. An army is for the defense of citizens. So once you deploy it into a domestic situation, you are running the risk that there will be violence. And the army, unlike the police, that's the other thing we have to understand. So once you have the South African army end up killing a lot of South Africans, you're going to have another situation of us saying the government this and the government that. And I think we have to be practical to understand that there's only so much that a government can do in any country whatsoever. Trump has complained about the immigration. That shows you the so-called greatest country in the world has immigration problems. We shouldn't then think our minister is failing us just because we have problems, yet every country has immigration problems. I'll stop that thing. Thank you so much. Uh, that was Andrew in North Riding. And again, you know, I think what uh, this highlights is just uh, the dangers of gross generalizations. And where there are problems, indeed, they should be tackled, but it's the how. And um, also, where would we, uh, what would we do to eventually root this out um, and make sure that it doesn't recur? Because we need to get to the actual root of the problem, failing which it will just continue. And someone else was making the point about the supply as well. If if if, if there are no takers, uh, then there would be no need to supply. So that is another problem, another area that we need to look into. Tumelo in uh, Jubatina, good morning. Yes, Sakina. Um, I'm in Jobetina, it's NK, but I grew up in Atrejville, stayed there for long. Um, Atrejville, Pretrao, those people of Atrejville, the residents there, they are very quiet people. They don't like fighting. If something fights, it's a spark that happens. Most of these foreign people in that area who operate on drugs, who are making money, they come to the township and they tell you, as a township boy, you are stupid, you are useless, you always they sleep there. And while you see what they are doing, that spark anger. That's why now the anger starts. I will give you a few examples of what things that do that makes them to fight. Um, this, this group of uh, drug dealers who are operating around the sunny side, when they see you in police uniform, they follow you up until to your flat. On your leave, and they on the lift, going to your room, they'll give you a 200 rand. You can't refuse that 200 rand. They just give it to you, just like they greet you and give you a 200 rand. Later on, they ask you to give him a lift with a police van. Give him a lift. Secondly, third time, then he starts to give you a thousand. And so now it's more than 
lot of policemen that are working for these people. You know, it started easily as a 200 train. They are transporting those trucks with police vehicles. And then they, at the end of the day, they speak in the street, and then we hear them. And you can't open a case, because if you open, open the case, they don't take it take you serious. Then it sparks anger. Again, there's one lady I know. She started as a receptionist in a, a surgery. Later on, now she's a dog. How they wake it out, you come as an ordinary person, you make a photocopy of your own qualification in, in an internet shop. What they do, they do copies of your own, and they save the other one in the system, in, in their system. When you leave, they edit everything to put your name in, and then they make their own fake uh, study permit. They go back to their country, come back, and change that qualification, come back in here, start working. That happened in our eyes. We see that. That also sparks anger. And then it's difficult to, record, to report those kind of cases. At the end of the day, that person, you know that person was on the street, suddenly now is practicing as a general doctor. Mm, okay. So that is happening. And now as we speak, there's a lot of policemen who are working, like their life is difficult because of, they started by getting that little 200 trend. Now they are moving drugs all over with police then. They don't have choice to move. If you're telling them you want to stop leaving that, they tell you will open a case against you. That's another big problem that we're having in the country. And in that, at the end of the day, you tell your brother, say, this is happening with me. They, they get angry for that foreign in national, then they start killing them. Yeah, and that's the reality. That's what we are facing. So it, it's difficult. And now you cannot even say the, uh, the, the government must deploy army. Then now when they deploy army, we know what happened in Marikan. You cannot just deploy army in something like that. It must just be controlled. And it's even difficult also for home affairs as well. Because, like, this thing is already here. And you deploy this person back. Before your ca- cars come back, they are already back in the country. Okay, got you there, got you there. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Tumela. And, and, and Tumela is right. Uh, this is not a simple issue. It's not a simple problem. And if it was, it would have been sorted out already. It simply isn't because there are just so many other things at play here. Um, many people making the point, someone else saying, if you dropped out of school in grade seven, um, then you can't complain uh, when uh, a foreign national comes in and uh, is afforded a job that you because of your lack of qualification, uh, can't take up. And again, it speaks to the systems that are in place, our education system, the other, the the, the challenges um, that are, you know, so entrenched socioeconomically that we need to really take care of root out so that our people can can see themselves progressing uh let's hear from um, uh, we already had mziwokolo in cape town let's go to anonymous in santon morning good morning i'd like to address the issue of crime uh it's very interesting to hear that people are concerned about crime but sakina my only question is that Yes, I agree completely that drug is criminal and it has be, it must be dealt with. When would the people, the fellow South Africans, start also protest, protesting the same way for millions of people being killed by guns? And statistics reveal that the number of people hijacking and all this sort of stabbing, combine all together, people that get killed in South Africa per year is more than the people of the number of people killed by Ebola on those three countries combined. Hijacking, 
uh, stabbing, uh, people followed by the, uh, from the airport, and all these things we do. And I bet you that this, on this number, there is no foreigners committing all this. Now, people should know, what people don't want to say is that crime attracts another crime. Um, the criminals, drug lords, uh, 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 the big ones, known or unknown, such as the, the case we had with the men from Bedford View, they're coming here because they know that it's a criminal ground prepared for criminals. That is the reason why. Uh, the, one of the previous callers said earlier that uh, uh, communities such as El Dorado Park and other communities of our other brothers that we refer to as Kalat, where you find a lot of drugs there, yet you can't find not even one for any day. Now, we shouldn't really, especially as black people, as Africans, just make decisions based on hatred, on, on, on jealousy, and things like that to judge people. Two days back, I was listening to you, Sakina. There's a lady who called and saying that these people are in our community, in a community where I live. It is very easy and simple. I can point my finger to somebody or to a house and say that uh, this is a suspicious, uh, suspicious property or this uh, uh, illegal activity is happening there. I just can't uh, insinuate people that let's attack them, let's beat them up, let's kill them, let's loot their properties without even showing that uh, 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 the allegation we're accusing them of is actually true. You can't just look at somebody on the face and judge him as being illegal immigrant. Or is no, it because you, you don't like his face or what? No, you and can't. But if you can point to a house where drugs are being sold, where prostitution, children are being prostituted, then surely something needs to happen. Definitely. I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. Then, then I can, uh, in my community, we have even a WhatsApp group for the community. We report every suspicious uh, activities, every suspicious. I'm not saying it's true. Everything, anybody suspects, it gets reported. Recently, somebody who was just driving past another property said, I can see it's like some illegal tracks inside the property and some activities there, we're not sure. It's been reported and the authorities went to investigate. This is how we should help each other is Africans as black people, not just pointing fingers. And if uh, uh, people are saying these people are taking away jobs, and uh, I, I, I guess they should actually attack the company employing the illegal people or the foreigners and not go and rob the people because they're being employed by those companies. Really, this doesn't make sense. It really feels like a, a lot of hatred, a lot of jealousy, and it has nothing substantial to, to, to stand on. If I know this is a drug load, I would point a finger and say, go investigate that person or that house. And that's my point. But crime okay. is not just drug, Sakina. The nation should fight against the, 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 the lawlessness and guns, shooting. Uh, 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 people don't live in, the, in peace. We live in fear and all that. It's all part of the crime. And it must be dealt uh, uh, to all uh, together accordingly. Thank you. Okay, that's anonymous in sentence. Well, let's hear now from Isaac Mahamba, who's a Tuane a Metro Police spokesperson. Thank you so much for speaking to us this morning. Uh, good morning, Sakina. And Isaac, let me just start uh, by asking you about uh, the SABC uh, uh, crew that came under siege in Adridgeville. I see they've just posted that they have recovered the camera. But uh, what is happening there and how did that situation come to be? Uh, what you can mention at this stage is that, yes, uh, we, we got calls uh, from our colleagues. Uh, we, 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 we try as quickly as we can to send people. But when we get there, they have already retrieved or recovered their cameras.
But again, we have to mention, I spoke to them, I'm with them now. They mentioned that the only thing that is still missing is their cell phones or one cell phone. Uh, currently, the situation is calm. As I indicated, police are here, we are here. And the, 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 your, your journalist indicated that uh, they are okay. And as I talk to you now, they are, you know, continuing with their job. Uh, we like to discourage what happened. Uh, we, we, we cannot tolerate such uh, incidents, but we are going to make sure that, you know, our trust, everybody that is around here is protected. Uh, as we speak, currently, uh, the situation is calm. We, we, we are trying to open the roads where either on they were affected, but we like to mention that uh, we suspect that the people that were in Atrizil, most of them, they've gathered somewhere at the corner of church and court street around Tutera West. Indication we received is that they want to march illegally, we should say, because they never applied or they don't have permission for them to march. They are saying they want to go into the CBD. We are here in police just to try to manage the crowd, and yeah, we will continue to be here. So you're saying uh, that the uh, pamphlet that's been doing the rounds for the Mamelodi concerned residents, they don't have permission for that march? No, I'm not speaking about the Mamelodi. I'm talking about the crowd that was in Atrizil earlier on. Uh, yes, they don't have permission. Uh, the ones that gathered moon, this morning in Atrizil area, uh, they are starting now to march, as I'm talking to you, uh, at a corner of WSL Como and Court towards CDD. Yes, they do not have a permission to march that group. Uh, but we, we will take an operational decision as police. Uh, the ones in Mamilodi, we are aware that we granted them permission as to the metropolis. Uh, their march that will start around about 12 o'clock, uh, it's a uh, legal one. They have proper permission to march. And how many people are you expecting for that march? They indicated earlier on that will be about plus minus 1,000 people. But we are saying, you know, the, the, the matches they change turn out differently. It could be more, it could be less. But nevertheless, uh, we, we have an undertaking from the uh, conveners that the match will be peacefully. But we are not going to relax, say, think the match will be peacefully. We are here just to, you know, for any eventuality that could happen or that could arise, uh, we'll be able to, to, to act or to deal with any situation as police. Okay, thank you so much for that update. That was Isaac Mahamba, Chwane Metro Police spokesperson. Uh, we'll take more calls, 891 Let me read some of the messages from Facebook. Uh, Josias Manele says, SK, as a parent, I'm worried. Every corner of South Africa, you find drugs. Our kids are used as prostitutes. We report this, but no arrest. This is not a xenophobic attack, but a community that is angry because police are not doing their jobs. Leon Porter says, SK, I don't have any personal vendetta against foreigners. Foreigners must just respect our laws, especially Nigerian foreigners. They must not do as they wish here. All of them must just abide and comply with the laws where applicable. Maxwell Dumisa says, this is caused by illegal immigrants. Uh, They are killing our youth. We wake up and go to work while they wake up and distribute paper, fake doctors, and law uh, is letting South Africans down on this one. Finally, finally, a platform for young people to freely express their views. Thanks to a new youth current affairs talk show, Expressions Expressions is an agent of change. It's bold, live, exciting and dares to break new boundaries. That's Expressions on SABC One, Thursdays at 9pm. Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM. 
Well, just a few minutes before uh, nine o'clock, so let's just take a few last calls. Leon in Cape Town, good morning. Hi, good morning, Sakina, and good morning to the listener. Um, actually, you know, I'm a foreigner in this country, and uh, we 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 all against crime and drugs. But the the, the the only thing that we 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 are regretting is for our fellow black brothers. They, you know, it. I think the root of this problem it's it's poverty. Poverty and 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 the, the the lack of initiative. I believe you see after the apartheid area, the people who were 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 vulnerable. They were supposed to have a chance to be to be you know to be trained. Let's say it had psychological problems, especially for the black brothers, because you see in South Africa there is people who coming from China, there is people who coming from India, there is people who coming from Europe, and. They, 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 there is a lot of things happening in those races, but now for us as black people, we I think we need to wake up and smell the coffee. We need to, to take initiative to to try and and be more positive and interact each other and talk without taboo, to talk about realities, you know, to talk about how can we learn from each other. I think in that way. We can try to contribute in a positive way for this country to go forward. Because as black people, we must understand that the world is a competition against races. No matter where you go, people, they try to learn to be, look, look at the Jews, look at the, 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 the Europeans. They are building their continent because they are, they are together. But us as black people, and I believe the other races out today, they are laughing. They are like, look at these people. In, the, in, in, in 2017, they still have that mentality of trying to kill each other because of, of you know, a spazer shop. You know, it's a shame because what, what we're seeing there in, in Pretoria, it, it, it's wrong, the drug things. But it's wrong to see a spaza shop being looted. And I believe in that spaza shop they didn't find drugs there. Okay, Leon. Other people who are there. Thank you very much. Got you. Chris in Durban, you have a few seconds. Morning. Good morning, Sakina. I'll be brief quickly. Uh, Sakina, I, I work in Riches Bay. Uh, I want to tell you this. There are people that are selling drugs openly in Riches Bay. Uh, uh, but what I'd like to say as well is this. They are, this thing is organized. These are cartels, Sakina. Uh, if you listen to uh, IP presentation, uh, Robert McBride, I think it was a week or two ago. I listened where, to that. Where he stated that these wars between uh, SAPS and IP are also based on the drugs that are being confiscated mm. at uh, O.R. Tambo. So, uh, 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 so that tells you that this is a serious cartel. The people that we are fighting are just runners. They are big dons that are sitting behind the glass offices, and you'll be surprised who they are.